0: Greetings and welcome to the Golf Bank System Podcast 159. This is our 2021 Masters Tournament Tips and Selections Preview. Paul Williams and Barry O'Hanrahan join me, Steve Bamford, to discuss the first major championship of 2021. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning, guys. Morning, guys. This podcast is for listeners of 18 and above. Please be gamble aware. You can visit begambleaware.org for more information and, of course... Please bet responsibly. Visit our world famous golf betting system website with our in-depth betting previews, masses of tournament statistics and our predictor model. All available completely free of charge with no paywall. Please subscribe to this podcast and drive the popularity of the show. We are available on social media. Paul is at Golf Betting. I am at Bamford Golf. Barry is at A Good Talk Golf. You can join our Golf Betting System Facebook group. The link is available in the description box. Plus, look out for the Steve Bamford Golf YouTube channel where I present the Golf Betting Show every week. Now, you guys as listeners power this podcast so we need your five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts as ever. For those of you who leave a review, I will read them out at the start of a future show.
2: I always ask, leave your name
0: and where you are in the review, and of course I'll read that out as well. Secondly, if you are in the growing band of YouTube listeners, please subscribe and like the show. Right, one here, Barry is one of ours, five stars is the title, great podcast lads, really in-depth analysis that gets you thinking yourself, giving great hints and tips that gives me a clear picture on who to focus on. Barry making the Irish tipsters proud. Keep up the good work. And that is from Bill from the Republic of Ireland. Nice one, Bill. Is that your father or?
1: No comments. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You've had a few of these recently, Barry, haven't you? You've been g'ing people up locally.
1: Yeah, just smaller bribes, you know, just taking all my <laughs> massive winnings from golf betting and just spreading it around to, like, just yes. juice the system. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's good, I like it.
0: Uh, next one, my favourite band, Daft Punt is the title, five stars. <laughs> Even if I didn't bet on golf or play golf DFS, I reckon I'd listen to these guys banter about bent grass and ball striking. It's my favourite thing about Tuesday morning. Thanks, you all. Keep doing what you're doing. And that is from Abject Scrabble Junkie. And he is, you won't be surprised to hear, in the United States. Very good. Da- Daft punt. And last oh one. That's, that's a good one, isn't it? Uh, last one. Amazing, amazing podcast. Five stars. An amazing podcast with three of the most knowledgeable Irish lads
1: around. Look, I'm converting you guys to Irish. That's that's pretty powerful stuff.
2: <laughs> I've never even been to I've never even been to Ireland. <laughs> you don't want to hear our attempt an Irish accent, Eva Barry. Ness. It'd be uh, not good.
0: I think that's a joke. Actually, um, helps Tuesday much easier in work. Can't wait for it. Come out every week. Or well, yeah, wait for it to come out every week. Please keep doing the transatlantic double. Also, how long? Do I have to keep on the Kevin Kisner train before I jump off, Barry? And that's from GKO23, and he is in the Republic of Ireland. How long does he need to be? Well, we've actually got, in terms of Kevin Kisner, we've got Harbour Town next week, the RBC Heritage, and that is Kisnerville, isn't it?
1: Could be time to buy a first-class ticket. But, uh, mm. yeah, the Kisner train i has become a little bit more fluid recently. Yeah. Um, he looked so good in the match play. He did, you know. He so did. there's there's some there's something some underlying something going on from um, it's you know I mean and, and the difference between it working on a given week and it not working is one putt around you know or mm. it's just so close you know those little triggers to to, to make that leap to the very t- the upper echelons of the leaderboard so. Um, I, I, certainly not without merit for consideration next week um, he I, looked I, very good against JT his
0: yeah putting yeah. is putting and um, his approach play was brilliant
2: come here there's quick, something quick, about quick that question track that, sorry there's something about that track that really gets him doesn't it something, yeah. something that really really gets his juices flowing yeah. it. it's, short,
1: I, I, it's short Pete Dye and Bermuda grass which is exactly what we've got next week at town puts a little bit of shape on the ball, gets it running on the ground. I mean, look, where's is, where's is he at in terms of his, uh, just to throw a question out there, in terms of first-round leader potential for Augusta? What's his, what are we looking at uh, for his first-round scoring average? It's going to be deep in terms of a price.
0: I think Which, we need is, to look w- that which up. is
1: nice. So, I mean, look, it's it's an outside shot, but it's, I I just don't think he's long enough to, to win at Augusta, but he certainly has a, more than enough skills in the bag to, to come up with a first-round leader if uh, things things collide nicely.
0: I'm still scrolling.
1: Uh-oh. <laughs> I'll pull up the odds then for a first-round leader, and you can give me... I've got to Sandy Lyle. I, don't, I, don't, I think I've missed him. Kevin Kisner.
0: One hundred to one with Boyle Sports, seven places each way fifty odds on the first round leader market.
1: That might be my little Kisner bet this week, but uh, I mean that's I think holding for Harbor Town might be a, a little smarter yeah. investment to the money overall. So our
0: answer to Mr. G Keo will be keep your powder dry for the RBC Heritage next week, yeah. yeah.
1: Sometimes yeah. you need to get off the train and wait for the next one to come along because that's mm. got like the money bags cart in it, you know. <laughs> He could be on the wrong one. So, yeah, it's it's hard to kind of stick with players for so long. Like, I was back in Matt Wallace for a couple of weeks and um, I just thought, well, look, okay, whatever I thought was going on obviously hasn't really worked and uh, then he just pops up last week with a, a third. <laughs> so, um, you know, timing's everything, right? Small, in it? He, you're, it you're, yeah.
2: You released him, Barry.
0: He beat, he beat Sergio in the world match play and then all of a sudden he's feeling confident. Strange old game, isn't it?
2: And in terms of the um, each way or transatlantic doubles, we've got the Austrian Open next week as well, so um, there is scope to get some uh, mm. some doubles going across the uh, across the Atlantic next year and ne- next week rather.
0: Before we delve into the most exciting major of the year, Paul, can you just quickly take our listeners through our twenty twenty one majors competition sponsored by Bet three six five, please.
2: Yeah, it's um, it's yes, it's one that we've run for a few years, and I think what, we're in ninth, or tenth year, something like that. So uh, yes, Bet Three Six Five have kindly put up two hundred and fifty pounds in prize money. So we have three prizes: hundred and fifty pounds to the winner, seventy five pounds to the second place finisher and £25 to the third place. Of course, we'll uh, transfer that in a different currency if needs be, if one of you guys from outside of the UK wins. Now, the idea with this is that we need you to name, um, in one-and-done format, four different players, for one, one for each of the four majors. So one for the Masters, one for the US PGA, one for the US Open, and, of course, one for the Open Championship. Um, and then what we'll do with those four names... Based on the prize money that's won by your player in each of those majors, we'll create a mini leaderboard and the person or the people at the top of the leaderboard at the end of the Open Championship who've accrued the most dollars from their four players will be determined the winner. So effectively, give us four names, four different names, um, starting with the Masters and we'll Do the rest at the back end and see how your players get on. Now you can enter via Twitter, you can enter via email, you can enter via a thread on our Facebook group too. So get your entries in. It all closes when the first tee shot is struck on Thursday. So um, you've got a couple of days to get your entries in. But yeah, dead simple. Four different names, one for each of the four majors. And uh, see how they fare when they come along to, to play over the next few months.
1: Do we enter that as a control?
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll I'll have a go just as a uh, as a bit of fun. Um, see how far down the uh, leaderboard I can end up this yeah. week. This this year.
1: Yeah, like we could help prop everybody up absolutely you know, to yeah, absolutely. boost their chances of being closer to the top of the leaderboard. <laughs> didn't the winner last year? It,
2: it, it didn't. He get two of the three majors. Yeah, he did. Yeah, so he got, And like something like third in the other. Yeah, the other one was Xander, who I forget exactly where he finished, but he was, um, he, he was, uh, he was quite prominent. So, so yeah, that was a really good performance last year. And um, typically mm. when there's a four major season, um, a couple of major winners from your two, uh, from your four picks and, you know, maybe a place or a top 10 from one of the other two. That's generally the kind of, um, performance you need to be really contending to win the majors competition. Of course, if you go and do something better than that, three, three or four, even four of the winners, then, uh, I think you'll be uh, pretty much nailed on. And um, easier said than done, though, because you're making these four picks, of course, yeah. before the mar- before the Masters has even started. So um, the fields aren't even firmed up for mm-hmm. the other three majors. So um, there's an element of guesswork, but there's also an element of uh, of trying to calculate who you think is going to be the uh, the best bet. So uh, yeah, always a bit of fun, and uh, yeah, some cash prizes up for grabs as well. Connecting
1: the truck. Go, go, go for go well, for Steve. I was yeah. just thinking, well, connecting the transatlantic double as a concept into this time of year is when you can do the four majors uh, accumulator. Absolutely, so, yeah. little cheeky each way accumulator. I mean, the chances are slim, but you know we've all seen those tickets on uh, Facebook and Twitter when somebody's got a a big accumulator going into the final oh, yeah. major of the year, yeah. or a big big payout for quite a small investment usually. So yeah.
2: Yeah, nice to have a bit of a sweat on when you get to the to the Open Championships. So,
1: uh. Unless it all tanks in the Masters, but <laughs> <laughs> you, you hope not. It's 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 the one we feel is probably the easiest to kind of get the winner or close to winner because the the field is so small and for reasons coming on this pod. Mm. For reference, the Masters this week, we then go to Kiawah Island
0: for the uh, PGA Championship. I'm really looking forward to that. That golf course is an absolute beast. Uh, I, I wrote the um, research preview a couple of weeks ago, didn't we, Paul? And it was like 7,900 yards, literally with the water lapping up against some of the holes. If that's windy, that is just going to be an absolute brute. Uh, they then go to, it doesn't get any easier, they then, they then go to Torrey Pines for the US Open, which is what, 7,700 yards and about, tw- they'll have like 15 yard wide uh, fairways. So I wouldn't want to be Graham McDowell on that particular tournament or Kevin Kisner. Um and then of course, if the open happens, which it should do, uh, we'll be travelling down to Sandwich in Kent to uh to go to that one. Which we've been to before, haven't we, Paul? And that is again yep. a a genuinely um seaside links test. You know, that's yep. proper, isn't it? That that's not just a that's a genuine links with um, with sand in play pot bunkers um, and the, the whole course just runs through steep sand dunes
2: yeah mm. yeah it's, it says a proper links test and of course it you know much will depend on the conditions at the time and leading up to it whether it's firm and fast or wet and windy or uh, you know the open championships can throw absolutely anything at you so yeah uh, So yeah, no one to look forward to. And as you say, hopefully we can get along to watch some of that uh, in person this year.
0: Three of the four majors on the seaside this year. Mm. I can't remember that. Right. Um, We need to talk about last week. We need to talk about Jordan Spieth. Now I'm seeing a lot of tickets out there on our Facebook group and on Twitter. And a guy messaged me on Monday put up the YouTube video where I put up Jordan Speak. I actually broke the curse. I actually got a winner, boys.
2: Yeah. And not only a
0: winner, I got a one-two. So 144-man field, I predict, well, I have Hoffman in second and I get um, Jordan winning his first title for four years. Guy meant came on Monday and said to me, Steve, I've requested a bet on William Hill 175 to 1, Jordan Speed to win the next two tournaments in a row. And I said to bet very best of luck. I love I love the strategy because you know, it made logical sense. So he's now, you know, there's a lot of people now sitting on a 175 to 1 ticket for Jordan Spieth to win the Masters this week. That's pretty sweet. That's
2: it exciting. Is, yeah. When yeah, when you when you've managed to get the first part of your or first leg of that uh, that, that effective double in, it's cracking stuff. And no, well done, Steve. That was that, to to get a one two, to get the forecast in effectively was uh, was a cracking effort last week. So uh, some nice timely ammunition for for the Masters this week.
0: You watch that. You look at that um, TPC San Antonio um, Oaks course. And I tell you, it's a a very, very good warm up for the Masters. A lot of long Mm -hmm. holes, a lot of tough driving holes, quite a few elevated tees, Bermuda grass greens, but and lots of wind. Well, it wasn't. There wasn't. It was a crazy wind. It was that nagging Texan, ten to fifteen miles an hour all time. Yeah, yeah. we need some Texan fair. Yeah, you can see as well that that kind of background could. it's I I haven't seen a weather forecast change in twelve hours like we've seen for the Masters this year. It's been a we'll go into some detail in a short while, but it could be an absolute classic this week. Um, the threat of rain Thursday night into Friday looks like it's receding slightly, and we saw the golf course for the women's amateur and how. Um, it was looking that he had that glistening look to it. We've I, we've said in the, well, we've said in the podcast before. We we've said this in research podcasts. The members there and the way that the organising committee work it is that they try and get that course as firm as fast as they can the, the preceding weekend to when the players arrive. Now that will, of course, have concurred with the with the ladies playing the the women's amateur. Um, what was it? Thursday through Saturday. They'll dial that back now and that won't be through any natural precipitation. that'll be clearly through their own devices. And then just slowly but surely Tuesday through Wednesday building up to the Thursday start, they'll start to turn the turn the wick up. The fear the fear this year when you were looking at the long range forecast and even the forecast yesterday, it's in my preview. I could bring it up. There was a 75 to 80% chance of thunderstorms post-play Thursday and then encroaching into play on Friday morning. But all of a sudden, that 70% chance has receded back to, I'm saying, the highest at
2: 40%. Yeah, We yeah. were expecting it to be quite firm coming in, so we kind of anticipated that Thursday was going to be um, maybe 2016 like in terms of the, uh, in, in terms of the conditions. And then, then potentially it was going to get softened up from there if, the, if a lot of, uh, rain did come in. But as you said, it's it's changed quite dramatically. The wind's changed as well because originally when I looked at this yesterday, um, the weekend was, was pretty benign. Oh, pan
0: mm-hmm. flat, mate. Pan flat the weekend was. And now it's not.
2: <laughs> yeah. Now, now you're looking, um, the current forecast I'm looking at here towards the end of the day on Saturday, you're looking at gusts. Well in excess of 30, 30 miles an hour potentially 30 35 maybe even 40 miles an hour according to this forecast um, and then a pretty breezy down Sunday as well now um we've got to keep quite close to this because if that's the case then those later you know the guys are in good position coming out of the weekend could be um could be really struggling towards the end of the day on Saturday um, I don't know well it's it's an interesting dynamic to add to the mix this week definitely.
0: I think this is getting more towards, if we're going back... This this is completely not November last year, This the conditions. It's not a soft golf course. It's not going to be a relatively calm um, wind event. Uh, it only really blew last year at, on the Sunday. I think um, 68 was the best score Sunday. But it was still on the soft golf course. This is starting to feel to me, like 2016 territory. And as we know, we had a bit of a outsider win that year, didn't we? In the form of Danny Willett. And Barry said this yet last week, wind and a firm golf course at Augusta brings the scoring right down, yeah? And that was the year, of course, where Will it won at
2: would it have been five or six under par? Yeah, yeah, it was definitely um, de- definitely single figures, and uh, yeah, it was, it was the one where Spieth was in control, wasn't it? And then uh, got to the back nine on Sunday, and and, and Will it just uh, held his nerve? The, the one years
0: Will it won at five after Jordan collapsed, as you said, and the one after that, twenty seventeen, the head to head between. Uh, was Garcia and Rose that was another wind affected it was gusting 15-20 uh, up to 25 the first two days of that and I remember um, I was looking into it early last week I think something like 4 or 5 under was leading after two days that particular year and Garcia yeah. eked it out to 9 under
2: well, if if the you know if, if the forecast is right and the conditions are not um, going to be firm and uh, there's going to be a bit of wind around, then you you can't see it getting particularly deep. And as you say, the kind of numbers that we saw in November, um, it, it should be completely different. You know, anything approaching double figures under par may well be um, you know in a seriously contending position coming into Sunday.
0: You also said, Barry, that this is going to bring more players into play, yeah. Shorter hitters, for example, it's a if fair we're going to see this wind,
1: if, yeah, and if the fairways have a little bit of more, let's say, release in them. I mean, we know that they brush the grass back towards the tees, or they mow them in that direction to to limit the roll out of the ball. But if it's firm and fast, you know, you can flight your ball down a bit and maybe get it chasing out, and that that could just it should bring more guys into the mix. Hmm. I can see that. I can see that. I'm just gonna. I'm just
0: gonna quickly run through those two leaderboards. I mean, I, I'm categorizing. Um, I'm categorizing. Uh, Danny Willett, Wind Rounds One through Three, and it was a firm golf course, um, basically from Friday through to Sunday. Willett first, Spieth Westwood tied for second, Casey Holmes DJ tied for fourth. Fitzpatrick, Soren Kjeldsen. I mean, there you go. Soren Kjeldsen seventh at the Masters and Hideki Matsuama in seventh. Berger, Jason Day, McElroy, Rose and Snedeker were the tied for 10th golfers that particular year. Yeah. And
2: Kielsen, were... yeah. If, you, if you If you can get two, a, a 278, 280 average out of Kjeldson, you're doing well. So... That tells you a story as to how that played. So
0: short hitters were very much in play for each way payouts. The 2017 renewal, it was soft in round one. It was windy for round one and round two. And if I'm categorising as windy, it was plus 20 miles an hour. And the golf course then firmed out very nicely, rounds three and four. Garcia won at nine under in a a, um, playoff from Justin Rose. Our friend Charles Svartzel was third. Thomas Peters and Matt Kuchar in fourth. Casey sixth. So Casey was a a factor in both. McElroy, Chapel, Moore, and Scott rounded out the each way. Well, whether they were playing nine places back in 2017, I doubt it. But yes, basically if you, they rounded out the top 10, Moore, Scott, Chapel, McElroy. Hmm.
1: Some guys there just, you wouldn't associate with long hitting. Interesting. It, open, it opens it up and makes it more. I don't know. It makes the long shots a little bit inter, uh, more interesting, I guess.
0: For our reference, Barry John Rahm. That was his first ever go around Augusta. He was sixth after 54 holes, and then just went backwards as a very inexperienced young professional on the on the Sunday. So he was Spoil- right. In the spoiler alert. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Yeah, yeah. Might be featuring in the picks. <laughs> spoiler alert. interesting stuff that has completely and utterly flipped in the last 12 hours yeah, yeah because definitely. in not even 12 hours it's it's less than that. I mean I looked at this last night before um, retiring to my bed and it was a um, a calm Thursday. Um, The rain, as we said, through Thursday night into Friday could have encroached on play. There were thunderstorms, so we could have had a situation where they weren't playing for a chunk of Friday. Saturday, Sunday was pan calm. No rain, no wind. It was going to be scoreable city. And now all of a sudden we're seeing the weekend gusting potentially up to 30 miles an hour, both Saturday and Sunday. Also, we know that people love a first round leader punt. We'll go into some more details on that further into the podcast. But it potentially looking at this wind forecast would suggest that the early starters have got the break in terms of slightly less wind early doors. So they'll have the disadvantage of cooler air temperatures, they'll have the advantage of slightly softer ground conditions and they have the advantage of slightly less gusting wind towards the afternoon for the late starters, and that is a really hot spot for first-round leaders, kind of groups 27 through 30, the late starters, the TV starters. Um, it's looking like it's going to be up to 20 miles an hour in terms of the wind Thursday for the start of the 2021 Masters. fascinating stuff, how this stuff's just changing constantly
2: adds another dynamic to it, which uh, all adds to the intrigue.
0: Now, trends, statistics, everything that we have looked for when selecting our players, I refer you and wholeheartedly refer you, listener, to um, the podcast that we did a few weeks ago, which was our research podcast, Um. It's over an hour, just packed full of all that information that you'd be looking for—the trends, um, you know, what kind of skill sets are required. It's episode one fifty-seven. Well worth a listen. It's done tremendous business already; very, very popular. So, if you haven't listened to that so far, make sure that you listen to episode one fifty-seven. That'll give you a lot of background into the the detail why we've chosen the players we've chosen this week, or reasons why you wouldn't choose the players that we've chosen. And this is the point. it's um, This podcast is all about you guys and and empowering you with the information and just a chat around um, who you should be actually choosing for the Masters. It doesn't have to be concurred with what we're saying. Um, so, yeah, episode 157, the research podcast, absolutely vital.
1: Well, I mean, and the other thing is, it is Tuesday of a major week, and um, there's a lot of stuff everybody's busy with. So we will be touching on a few of those key things as part of our yeah. talk today. You know, so um, if you but have we the can't time, go if into you have anywhere
0: the- near the detail no, that we have done in that 157 sure. podcast, yeah, I'll take you through the top 10 of my predictor model golfbettingsystem.co.uk. Um. There's, we have a predictor, a, a master's predictor model, which has variables in there, um, such as who over the last five years in on the PGA Tour has performed performed best on firm golf courses, that could be absolutely ideal this week. Who over the last five years has performed best in the wind? It's all completely free of charge, no paywall at golf betting system. So use that predictor model, a really great tool this this week. For you. I pulled my model together. My model wasn't, and I you know I say this now because the forecast has changed. I did throw wind in there, but I didn't throw it in there maybe as much as I should have done. But I came out with uh top ten. Wackeen, wacky Neiman, Ryan Palmer. I think Palmer's not a bad um bet this week, you know, Ryan Palmer. Um at 90 to 1. 8 JT, 7 McElroy, 6 Speith. If I'd have thrown wind up, ratcheted that up, and firm conditions, Spieth would be far higher than sixth, I can assure you. Mm-hmm. Five, Paul Casey. i tell you what I might do. When you guys are chatting later on in the pod, I'm going to pull together a different predictor and see how it comes out. Six, yeah. Spieth. Five, Casey. Four, DeChambeau. Three, Garcia. Two, defending champion Dustin Johnson. and Number one, big John Rahm.
1: Don't touch That's us. The, the model sounds perfect, Steve. <laughs> I'm okay.
0: Uh, to be fair, I, I could cope with John Rahm winning and Sergio Garcia finishing second. I'd be more than happy with that. In fact, I'd be happy if Sergio won, but there we go. Is there anything you guys want to mention before we go into the markets and before we go into who we've actually chosen for the 2021 Masters?
2: No, I don't only, only to, you know, we, we talked about how the bookies might play this week and, um, You know, when we did the research podcast, the markets were very primitive, and none of the none of the main bookies had uh, extended out their each way terms, which was a bit disappointing. Because given we were only a week or so ahead of the uh, ahead of this week, but um, but yeah, a a number of them have really stepped up, haven't they? This week, and uh, you've got the likes of uh, Boyle Sports, Coral, Paddy Power, Betfair all gone ten places each week each way this week. Uh, William Hill gone nine, uh, and there's a, a good blend with um, the likes of Bet365 and Betfred, who've both gone eight each way, but both have some very strong prices as well. Um, with Boyles, um, they've put a special Bet10-get20 in free bets offer um, out this week for the Masters, um, which you can find on on Steve's preview this week and on the, on the site. Of course, terms and conditions apply. Um, but yeah, if you fancy getting 10 places each way, then pop along to the site and we've listed all of the different um, bookies and their respective um, each way terms. So in a field of 88 players, when you get in eight or nine or 10 places, it does give you an awful lot of scope to, uh, to grab um, an each way place, I think.
0: I think the other thing to highlight, I mean, we're going to have a lot of new fresh listeners this week. Apologies if you're a regular. Boyle Sports, so far in 2021, have offered the most additional each-way places, second to none across both European Tour and pj Tour combined. So, you know, they're offering these extended places each and every week. So, um, yeah, great to take advantage of that boosted new customer offer sign-up for if you're a UK 18-plus. Uh, There's also an Irish offer available for those of you in the Republic of Ireland and Northern Ireland um, on the on the site as well. The other one I do want to mention from a um, bookmaker's perspective, and then we'll go into the detail. Um, we've got this fantastic offer that we we pulled together with Treble Eight Sport. So for new customers, eighteen plus across both the Republic of Ireland and the UK, Treble Eight Sport are offering huge boosted odds on three of the big favourites. So you can choose one from either. Dustin Johnson at 66 to 1. He's currently, let's have a look at DJ. What price is DJ at the moment? 8 8 8 to 1. 1. 1, Yeah. Yeah. He's 8 to 1 with Treble 8 Sport at the moment. So you can get him at 66s. You can also choose Big Bad Bryson DeChambeau at 100 to 1. Or John Rahm at 100 to 1. This offer is live. And to access it. I've put a link through to the promotion in the podcast description. Or simply come to Golf Betting System and look in our promotions column on the homepage or just come and read my master's tips preview. Post-registration with Treble 8 Sport, you must make a £10 or €10 qualifying deposit using the promo code. This is important. When you make your first deposit, you have to use the promo code. There's a little promo code box in the deposit area. Just type in 888 odds, 888, then capital letters, O-D-D-S, treble eight odds, and then make your first ever bet with them, which has to be win only, then you choose. Just go to the master's market, just choose either DJ, Ram or Bryson. It will have their standard odds, but you will then get them at those 66 to one or 100 to one price points, whoever you choose. So I think it's a cracking offer, it has to be said. Win only, and the maximum stake, and you'd be silly not to really, is £5 or €5. Extra winnings are paid in free bets. Full terms and conditions are available, of course, on the Golf Betting System website. So, 66-1 to on DJ, or 100-1 to on Bryson or John Rahm with Treble 8 Sport for new customers.
1: When are bookies going to finally kind of get on board with this, like, favoritism of new customers for their offers? (laughs) <laughs> it feels like it feels like the industry is kind of lag, lagging a little bit behind other industries. I have numerous betting accounts because it makes sense to be able to pick and choose odds and uh, you know match it up. I, I want I'm a regular customer. I want a bit of like a reward for my custom, you know. So any but you bookies, get, you get you get boosted odds because you're a regular with some of your bookmakers. Uh, I do, I do, but you know, I want more. I'm greedy. <laughs> I see all these new customer offers, and I'm jealous. I want more. Uh, mm. You know, so just want to get it out there if there's bookies listening in. Yeah,
2: Barry wants more free bets.
0: I want a bookmaker paying seven places at the Grand National this Saturday. That's what I'm looking for.
1: <laughs> Whether we get just that, see, we'll, we'll see find See, the winner out. of the Irish Grand National was 150 to one. Mm. Wow! Good luck with
0: that. You might yeah. be the fifty-one winner of the Masters this uh, week looking at this weather forecast. Okay, so great offers, treble eight sport. We've got Boyle sports on the 10 place each way. Let's talk about our particular picks. Now, I'm going to start this week as I did exactly last week. One of the guys said, Steve, I want you to tell us each week who I should be laying. Now, you guys tittered last week. And I picked Scotty Scheffler, did I? Started well, looked like he was right, bang on, <laughs> and then completely fell apart on Friday.
2: So yeah, it's good job. I, I looked at, looked at Scheffler after it was he four or five under after the first round. I thought well, that might come back and bite Steve on the backside that one, but so, yeah, he yeah, fell he, apart. He Drifted away, he? didn't he? Not he with
1: got, that volume of golf he played the week before. He got tired. Yeah, Friday fell apart. I was
0: tempted, you know, on Scotty Scheffler this week. I was absolutely he was on the cusp of my tips at that. Where did he actually come out at in terms of you know fifty to one? You can get him at a couple of places this week. Scheffler's got that right kind of game for Augusta: long, accurate hitter off the tee, but long, great, great G.I.R. man, but didn't make it in the end. Now let's take the top of the market. So they look; people are looking for opinions this week. Dustin Johnson nine to one favorite. We've got Bryson DeChambeau. It's a real mix. It's so close. DeChambeau at elevens. Spieth at elevens. Rahm at 12s JT at 12s Rory McElroy at 18 so boys separate those out for me out of those top 6 big names who don't you fancy and who do you fancy and then well, I'll say the... I'll, I'll say my piece afterwards
2: yeah given the conditions that we can see the the most anti conditions, in my view, is Rory McIlroy there. Um, He needs, he wants a soft, um, not necessarily windless, but soft golf course to really um, produce his best golf. And if we're coming into an an event that is likely to be firm to begin with, increasingly less likely to receive the kind of rain that would soften it up, and an increasingly strong um, wind forecast, I think that negates his um best way of getting around and navigating around this golf course of course you've got the um, career slam in terms of his personal um objectives to consider as well but um but yeah i of, of the players that you've just listed the one that i would be least inclined and you you can make a case for the other ones quite quite comfortably i think uh, the one i'd be least inclined to back personally would be Rory Awesome. i i i have
1: a difficult situation with rory because i'm such a huge fan of his so i I don't i think i can I could not make impartial statements on the situation um it's so hard to know when it's just going to click for rory but he's so good it will click you know something the work he's putting in it will happen um it'll more than likely be out of nowhere based on where, you know, where he's been at recently, although I mean he always does. What's what's he had like a couple <laughs> a couple of miscuts, a twenty-eighth, but in the mix of that he's got a sixth and a tenth, before that, thirteenth, mm. sixth, third. You know, it's all it's always overhyped how, let's say, quote unquote bad Rory's playing and how what a catastrophe it is where his game is at. And it's just ridiculous because the standard he's held to is tiger esque and the expectation is tiger esque on what he achieves. So anything other than a victory on a given week is just deemed an abject failure. And the narrative is just hammered on him. And obviously it's, had you know, that has to have an effect on him because it's just, it's just this negative feedback loop he's getting. So look, I, I'm not, I'm just going to sit in the fence when it comes to Rory. If he goes out and wins this week, it wouldn't shock me because he's just that kind of mercurial player when he gets on it. But the the pointers aren't amazing for him. I'd be, I'd, Probably oppose Shambo. I think you know his his best result here is he hasn't had a top twenty, although he's made the cut all four times he's played it. I think the green reading book really does impact him a lot more than you know he maybe lets on. Um, th- these greens kind of feel like there's a little bit of artistry involved in kind of getting the ball to the hole, and his putting style or the way he puts seems a little bit more. Graph and mathematical but um, so for that reason I'd kind of uh, I'd swerve away from Bryson DJ uh, you know he's been a bit messy since the the last round of Riviera at the Genesis yeah you know and I I was having a look at him on the range yesterday Uh, like yes it's Monday of the week Um, wasn't there was nothing like there to make me rethink my stance on it so I'd probably oppose DJ as well uh, JT, it's just hard to know. I mean, he popped up with that win out of kind of some funky form, you know, to win the players. It's hard to know with JT. He's always he's always quiet about JP, JT going into these majors versus the rest of the names.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I well, has got a, some uh, good p- progressive form coming into it in terms of his Augusta form, isn't he? He's, yeah. every time he's turned up, he's got um, progressively better at playing this track
1: it's it's really good isn't it uh, 39th 22nd 17th 12th 4th yeah i'm a jt hater about
0: him i mean that is complete and utter rubbish i'm one of <laughs> jt's biggest fans it's amazing how i'm a jt hater when i don't keep mentioning him for the masters that's because i don't fancy him to win the masters so, so i'm a hater on jt about
1: them. steve you're taking this stuff way too personally
2: so not really. I, I, to, just point, I just thing point these things.
0: I point these things out. It's some, some of the some of the noise you get. It's, I'm a hate, JT hater, so I said, "No, I'm not a hater. I kind of back him." He's, he's the player I've won with most. It's just no. I'm no hater. If you actually, I've gone onto our predictor model and I've ramped up wind to maximum. Number one, Justin Dustin Johnson. That won't surprise, really, will it? He's my lay of the week, by the way, DJ. Doesn't win. Two, Jordan Spieth, that doesn't surprise. Tied for th- uh, third is Mark Leishman, who we did mention the other week. The only thing he did do at the Players was hit a lot of greens. The rest of his game was garbage. And then we all back- we, we we were heavily on him at the World Match Play. He did absolutely nothing. But Leishman, yeah, one hundred and ten to one. with bet three six one. Hideki Matsuama and Zach Johnson tied for fourth. I think Zach Johnson's playing some reasonable stuff in patches at the moment. Um, and if it is going to be windy and firm, as we saw with Soren Kjeldsen and some other names, Matt Kuchar, you know, short can get be effective this week for an each-way punt. Uh, Gary Woodland is tied in sixth with Rory McIlroy. Webb Simpson at eight. Justin Rose at nine, who nobody's talking about because we barely ever see him. At uh, tie for 10th, Jason Day and Bryson DeChambeau. So if people say De- DeChambeau can't play in the wind, that's a false. Kuchar tied for 12th with Patrick Reed in Poulter. Harris English tied in 15 with Brooks Kepka. I haven't mentioned Justin Thomas or John Rahm in those top 15. They are lower down. They're in the top 25. JT and Ram. Hmm. Don't know. My my lay of the week is DJ. He doesn't win for me, so you don't know me, Raw. You said this no. in the pod, You said this in the podcast the other day, Barry. You can't just. Tap, is it Phil Kenyon now? You can't. You know, it isn't like a laptop where you put the lead in and the app works through the operating mechanism and he comes out. Rory McIlroy hitting ninety percent of greens. And <laughs> it just doesn't ranges. happen like that, does it? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, it's Pete. It's Pete Cowan he's working with. Pete Cowan, um, sorry, uh, yeah, yeah. So Pete um, Cowan,
0: it, it just doesn't happen, does it? You don't plug the lead in, and it's a diagnostic check, and all of a sudden Rory McIlroy is Rory McIlroy from twenty twelve, winning the
1: PGA Championship. Yeah, It he's was work like in progress, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was interesting. I watched. Um, good bit of the live from the masters yesterday and speech um always fascinating to listen to his um pre Mm. his press conference he mentioned something that really kind of stuck out he said like it's just it's taken a long time you know obviously was in a dark space and he said it's going to take a long time to undo the thousands of bad swings i was making for various compensatory reasons and it's true like you know there's the wiring in your body kind of gets set a certain way from following certain things you're doing and it those things it just doesn't seem like we have the ability as humans to really just switch them off on a on a basis that would allow you to go nuts on a given week you know it takes time to unmess those situations uh the wiring so Look, I think when Rory, when Rory clicks, like God help the rest of the of uh, golf because I think he'll just go on a, a really, really savage run.
0: I don't yeah. think it's this week, but I'm going to be on a run of backing Rory McIlroy very, very soon, blind <laughs> almost, because he's going to yeah, be coming up it, to it, some golf it, courses with no form. You'll be getting sixteen and eighteen to one, and he will win one of them. Mm. It happens every time. Every oh, whoa, roar is this? Roar is that? 18 to 1 20 to 1 wins a tournament then everyone and then next week week after 8 to 1 it's the time to be back in him I don't think it's this week but it was interesting um Jordan Speith also said in a press conference I think it was Friday I read I am recalibrating everything I do to what I was doing which got me to this position in 2015 and like you said there he said there's been a lot of bad swings in between 2015 to 20 and now, and I'm having to basically go back to what I did well when I was good. That's what he said.
2: Yeah, yeah it's, hard, it's hard
0: work to get there. Yeah,
2: sometimes these guys overanalyze it, and well, they you know, get told
0: they get told to change things, don't they? I mean, Jordan, you know, you need to change your swing. Well, yeah, but I've won like 11 tournaments. Or, or
1: you see a few tournaments just trend a certain way, and you think you might need to make a change. And yeah. Maybe and just need a tiny exactly. break for a week. And if if it was easy to figure out these things, we wouldn't see golfers go through these slumps a la- lot. Can last quite an extended period of time. It's um, it's very it's very very difficult to get it right. And it's um, it's just so good to see Spieth back playing because he makes it more exciting watching a tournament when he's when he's in the mix. There's just something there's just something more he brings and than other guys can in terms of an excitement factor.
0: DJ's my lay then. Um, I think deshambo has got a great shout this week. I don't know if... He's a decent enough wind player. We've seen that. He's going to potentially, though, have to... Well, it depends on the direction the wind and how it plays, but the thing I do like about Bryson at the moment, he's, he's dialed back, dice with Bryson. You wouldn't have seen that on the range yesterday, but when he's in play... He's he he seems to be running more. He seems to have lost a little bit of weight and playing more ninety five percent strategic stuff. You would you wouldn't go off in the final group at TPC Sawgrass if you were just literally playing the Bryson way that he was of hitting it as far as he could every hole.
2: Mm. Um, I think
0: I, I, I think Spieth is absolutely one hundred percent in play this week. No doubt about that in my mind whatsoever. He is a feature,
2: mm.
0: and we'll talk about first round leader later on. I think Ram is due. Statistically, you can't throw him out. I think he's peaking. And a lot, a lot of previous winners of this, you see that they're actually peaking as they're coming towards this tournament. And also with Rahm, he's come into this, I'd say, top two, top three favourite, getting a lot of attention. The way that he's actually been very understated this year and not getting any of the highlights, I think that will work for him. He won't feel that he's one of the favourites this week. And of course... Baby swag, so that that can't be understated. He'll be on cloud nine this week, John Rowell. JT, JT's got a great chance. He, for me, he doesn't tick enough. But he doesn't. There, there are boxes that you can't tick with JT. And when you're separating the best players in the world, if I'm seeing boxes that aren't ticked because it doesn't fit the narrative of winners we've seen here, I can't go with JT, and I can't go with Rory, as we discussed. So
1: that's my view on the top six. Um, Brooks Brooks is really throwing a cat amongst the pigeons by showing up this week, because we, we, we've we've been talking about Brooks for weeks and we've had him you know eyed up for this for oh he my
0: number one selection
1: yeah. and then a knee and knee surgery with like talk of ligaments as well and like he says he, he's saying yesterday he can swing without any uh, inhibitions or problems but moving around the course and walk around the course is difficult but. I've all, at this stage, I'm kind of learning to take everything Brooks says with a little pinch of salt. I think he's just like half the time he's just messing with people just for oh, no, his own appa- amusement. Apparently, apparently, he'll only he he will only
0: turn up if he's going to win. Well, he's going to he's not going to turn up to say oh, I'm going to I've come here to miss the cut.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, I've, yeah. I'm here. I'm going to miss the cut, boys. But I've turned well, just, up. Here. Just making the numbers. What's
1: he, he going to say? I think there's a difference, though, in saying I'm looking to have a good performance this week uh, versus his mindset, which is I'm like, there's no point in me showing up. If I don't think I can win. So um, we've seen we've seen Brooks with his back against the wall, or when somebody kind of gives him ammunition to work with for the week. Well, it's just gone and destroyed fields. The,
0: the bookmakers don't think he's going to win because he's he's doubled in price to twenty
1: five to one. That's yeah. now it's now getting very tempting at that price. Mm. And look, I, I mean. Looking at him on the range yesterday, didn't, it didn't look in discomfort when he was swinging. So that's a good thing. Um, how that kind of unfolds during the week with more and more uh, being put through the knee, who knows? Uh, but like 25 to 1 on Brooks will be head smackingly annoying if he does go well and you're not on mm. him. this. It's it's a, it, I think there should be like a, a, yeah, I don't know, maybe that extra. Jump from eighteen to twenty-five to one or something like that is the the. Do you know your, that's the risk you're assuming by backing him. If I had,
0: if he'd have come out last week at the Valero Texas Open, turned up, walked around, missed the cut, but played. Yeah. I'd, I I would have been on him. I wouldn't have worried about the missed cut and slice. I wouldn't have worried about anything. But the fact that he's there, playing competitive golf, is this the fact? Was it five weeks now? It, it, it just. It would be great it's if it a happened. Bit of sharpness, isn't it? It'd be great if it happened. I was praying that he turned up at the Valero-Texas Open, but he didn't. So I'm, I'm off, um, Kepka. I mean, of course, we, you know it's a value play. It's, it's obvious. Where it, um, I'm going to start running through my tips, and I'm going to run in reverse order. So I'm going to go with my biggest first. I know that, Paul, you've got a, a plenty of long shots to mention. I'm also wary we're 49 minutes into the pod, so we need to just start coming to where we're at with our, with our tips. Right, my first tip of the week. I would never have said this. Sometimes, you know, these decisions come late and and for good reason. My first tip, and I don't think this weather forecast does this tip any harm whatsoever, because I can remember a very um, weather-affected major at um, Bethpage Black, and uh, Brooks won it. He won it from Dustin Johnson, who was charging on the Sunday and then literally got to Brooks, who was in free fall, and then DJ collapsed. Um, Matt Wallace was third in that. And I was really, really impressed with a few things last week in Texas. I was impressed with his game. Tenth for driving distance, third for greens in regulation, eighth for ball striking. He was first for strokes gained on approach. Thank you very much for the Masters. Eleventh for strokes gained around the green. That's the thing with Wallace. He's got a fantastic short game for when he's missing greens. He's a grinder. First for strokes gained T to green. I'm in, a hundred to one. I got that. Eight places each way at fifty odds with bet three, six, five. Yeah, his long um,
2: game did look good, didn't it? And uh, yeah.
0: you know I, I love the relationship with Gareth Lord. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Barry said, I didn't realise, Barry, you were on him, but over the last few weeks. I just think that that relationship's making a bit of a man of Matt Wallace. And all of a sudden this petulance is calming down. Because he knows he's got a, one of the most highly respected caddies on his bag now. With all this experience. Major experience. Major winning experience. And Wallace is calming down. And that makes him a danger. And it's Ryder Cup year. And I think Wallace in our team at Whistling Straits would be a huge plus for us. Because he's so... Damn competitive. Major golf is his scene, I think, Paul. You've told me this. He's, you know, for me, he, he wants to be in the biggest tournaments in front of the cameras and the crowds and, and contending. He doesn't shy yeah. away from any of this.
2: No, no, no. I think he's got that kind of mentality. And You know, I've um, I've watched him closely as he's developed through from, you know, pre-European um, Tour player to, to, you know, multiple European Tour winner to... They're firmly ensconced now inside the world's top fifty, and, and, and with a live shout of making the Ryder Cup if he has a good uh, good you know, second half of the season from yeah. here. Um, but yeah, mentality wise, he's got that very strong um, competitive streak over over spills sometimes, and that's the bit that he's working on. But if um, if with Gareth Lord he can, you know, the, between the two of them they can they can kind of temper that to a certain degree and bring out some of his best golf because he's a fantastic driver of the ball. Fantastic yep. driver of the ball, fantastic putter when he's on his game, and um, the weeks that he does really well and the weeks that he gets his approach plays um, uh, dialed in, and the numbers that were coming out of Valero were were strong. I, I can I can see where you're going with that bet, one hundred percent.
0: The other thing I read in an interview last week was he played... He said, I was absolutely clueless at Augusta National. I had no clue what I was doing. And then I played last year with Bernhard Langer. And he effectively put his arm around my shoulder and taught me how to play Augusta National. And he said, as soon as he started telling me how to play it, it all started to make sense. So I think he's ready to go. By the way, that third place at the PGA Championship... He had finished the week before second on the European Tour at the Betfred British Masters and flew across, literally flew across, arrived in New York on the Monday, finished third. I think he's one of those players that when he finds something, he'll stay hot for a consecutive week. So I'm all in on Wallace. This weather, um, my, my, the, the thing I'm looking for this week are players that have hit greens in regulation a very high amount within their last two appearances, and that is a trend you see every year at the Masters. One with experience, one that plays well in majors, one that's won around here. I thought 66-1 to one on Adam Scott was a very, very fair price. I think you can throw whatever weather in whatever conditions, be them firm, be them soft. He's been here. He knows the course. He knows how to play it. I thought Scott at 66 is uh, I've got William Hill nine places each way on that. I think for an each way punt, I don't say Adam Scott wins this. But I can see Adam Scott very much towards the top ten come Sunday afternoon, and I would like Scott in there as a see it as a kind of insurance policy, one of those insurance bets where if it all turns to poo, you might you might sneak a top a top nine out of Adam Scott and get a four each way. I like that approach.
2: Yeah. The
0: the one who I'm very excited about. The one I think is a great winning price for the Masters. When you look at winning prices here, um, you tend to get shorties. I mean, last year we had nine to one Dustin Johnson. He was second favourite. Before that, Tiger Woods was sixteen to one. He was sixth stroke, seventh favourite. We've also had Jordan Spieth in his pomp, 2015 at 11 to one. But then you've got a lot of 45 to ones, 55 to one Reed, 45 to one Garcia. So it's exactly the same price he won at in 2017, Sergio Garcia. The golf that I saw from Sergio, and you and I, Barry, have spoken about this. The golf that we saw from him, both the first round at the Players Championship, but then. Throughout the world match play, which doesn't get recorded in any strokes gain metrics that we get access to, I thought his play at, in Austin was fantastic, brilliant off the tee. Um, some of the drives on that drivable um, par four, the thirteenth, was it? I think he hit three wood one day to about two feet, and then he hit driver on the Saturday to about four foot. On that, it was just it was you just sat there and this is Garcia at his very best with the longo. And starting to make more putts. Didn't seem to be putting with his eyes closed. The putter looked nice. It looked smooth. It looked confident, even.
1: The it looks like he has a new putter there in his hand with this like sleek low back. Like uh, yeah, they
0: mentioned something about um,
1: it 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 looks. um, They just they tweaked also
0: the angle of the putter slightly. It looked
1: less electrified, which I've said to a couple of people in his hands. You know, but he was is, making he
0: was making eight yeah, really to ten
1: thing. footers, Barry. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> even a broken clock goes right twice a day. Right? I, yeah, I'm, but I'm to win, also, I'm to also win on three Sergio. or four
0: matches at the match play, you've yeah. got to be making a fair share of parts, haven't you?
1: Yeah, he's he's playing well. I, I'm on the Sergio train as well. Um, it uh, it would be an it would be a, a nice win. With, uh, we'll see how it goes. And then
0: I, I won't go any more into the. Because I'm right at the top now with my selections. But I could put lines through so many of these mid range players. That that was where I got to. The one I wanted to back was Kepka, but Kepka was never 25 to 1 if he was coming here in the right manner. Um, but Xander can't touch him. Patrick Cantley can't go anywhere near him. Hovland struggling. Reed, we've discussed I don't think Reed's playing the golf he was playing when he won Tony Fee now sorry Barry he just seems to be in a bit of a funk at the moment a little bit yeah Daniel Berger not for me Webb Simpson could place doesn't win because he can't win at Augusta that's my opinion he's far too short Cam Smith two years in a row not sure uh, there was just a list of players, and then of course we get to Lee Westwood and Paul Casey. So, pff, I know Paul Casey clearly is the punt of the week. Um, I'll, I'll Barry, you comment on that. <laughs> I'll let you go for that one.
1: Like what punting your money away, or I, <laughs> I look his everything is. If you did the like a hide name feature, you know, beside the stats, like Casey just has so many things screaming back him. But but there's just something that's held him, you know, him or others has held him away from winning one of these big ones. I mean, it's, it's interesting. This week we've been talking about it that it's it feels like a very nobody's standing head and shoulders above the rest for me in terms of like w- way clear is the obvious pick. And there's so many have fallen into this like gray zone of like uh, making them difficult to pick, but also difficult to put a line through as well. I-, I could run through the entire board and give you reasons why guys can't win and also why they could win. And it's um, narrowing it down. This year seems a little bit trickier because of that. That's just like, this could be just a perception I have from, from my perspective it's um, but if you're looking at if you're just looking at the odds, um, you know once you kind of hit that twenty five to one uh, spot, there's quite a number of guys between twenty five and fifty to one, and that means the bookies are kind of a little me you know, to me means they're in a little bit of limbo as well about what's going to happen or who they fancy this week. They've kind of spread the risk across a lot of guys.
0: So who you you're on Sergio, Sergio. What, yeah. Yep. What what about you, Paul? Who have you who have you backed? You've been very quiet so far.
2: The the only guy in that region and oh. that that, uh, that range that I have backed is Adam Scott as well. And I, I agree with you. He's, he comes in he generally does come in off a light schedule with these kind of things. He doesn't care, Paul. Does not care about non
0: majors. He just doesn't no, care. Yeah. He he admitted that in public, didn't he? At um, in yeah. Hawaii, just not bothered. Yeah. Not bother. He just tinkers with his game.
2: Yeah, no, I was, you know we've we've seen different facets to his game over the last few months when he has played. Um, you know, for a while he was putting um, yeah. very um, un Adam Scott like. You know, some some really good um, putting performances coming out, and his long mm. game wasn't quite there yet. More recently, we've seen a resurgence in his long game, mm. and um, I think coming into this event, that's exactly where he needs to be um, confident in his long game and, and knowing that he's put some. Uh, some decent passing performances together in the not so recent past. Um, and he also owes me one for 2013. Still, go back in the day when he uh, when he beat Angel Cabrera in the playoff. And um, I've still not quite forgiven him, but I could forgive him this week should he go and win at 66 to one. So, so yeah, Scott's in the team for me. Um, I've only I've backed one at the top, which we'll go through afterwards. But yep. other than that, I've backed three uh, three longer prizes. Yeah, take him and through I, the long shots you've backed. Yeah, yeah I, I I think there's a you know. In a field of eighty-eight, with eight, nine, ten places available each way, there's scope for picking a player or two or three out who you for think sure. can find themselves into that kind of um, bracket. I and mean, you go back to November. Um, Dylan Fortelli placed at uh, two hundred and fifty to one. CT mm-hmm. Pan placed at five hundred to one. And uh, it's not just places, is it? You know, going back historically, Charles Schwartzel when well, he went off at ninety to one, but I think you, you could get early hundred to one on him when he won it, uh, won in twenty eleven. Cabrera was one hundred forty to one back in two thousand nine. Emmelman was one hundred fifty to one in two thousand eight, and Zach, when he won without uh, taking any of the par fives on, was two hundred to one back in two thousand seven. So it happens.
0: Twenty nineteen, Paul Webb Simpson placed a hundred to one in this.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Webb Simpson. Web Simpson, absolutely. So yeah, I've backed, I've backed three, um, three figure prices, and I. I, I I see your angle with Matt Wallace, and uh, I wouldn't put anyone off backing Wallace as well. Um, Matt Kuchar back to 100 to 1. Um, He missed the cut in November, um, but that was the first time he'd made, uh, well, not the first time altogether, but he'd made the cut in 10 previous straight Augusta outings. Uh, Four top eight finishes in that time as well. So some really good, consistent Augusta form there. Eight other top ten major finishes over the years as well. I think these firmer conditions should suit him. A bit of wind is also good for Kuchar. Um, and he's that type of player. We've talked about Kuchar a number of times, haven't we? He's that type of player who builds up his form. So third at the match play. He looked really good at the match play. I was really impressed. Twelfth uh, last week as well. And uh, if you listen to some of his uh, interviews, some of the words that he's coming out with recently, he's talking really, really positively about his game. And he is that kind of player who just strings together a few top 10, top 5 finishes together, um, and then eventually goes and wins at 12 to 1 or 14 to 1. Um, but 100 to 1, I think he can finish top 8. I think that's the, that's the kind of target for me for him this week. And I think um, having finished top 8 in, the, in four of the last um, 10 starts for himself, that's uh, more, than, uh, more than possible here at Augusta. So Kuchar's in. Um, I've also backed Danny Willett and um, I backed him pre this change in the forecast. And the change in the forecast probably makes it even um, stronger in my view. Uh, Willett's 200 to 1. And I think that kind of mixed bag weather wise, it does call for a bit of versatility. And, you know, for a guy who grew up in England, um, Willett's seen it all in his formative years of playing golf. And, uh, you know, a bit of wind, a bit of firm uh, conditions, a bit of rain, uh, whatever it throws at him, he's going uh, to be there to, to handle it, I think. And going back to 2016, this could well be the closest, and you mentioned this at the start, Steve, could be the closest correlation in terms of conditions that we've seen since 2016. And that was the year that Willett won. So, so yeah, happy to, happy to plump with him. He's he's certainly been focusing on the bigger events. You look at what the last two wins um, for Willett 2018 DP World uh, Tour Championship he won. He held off uh, Patrick Reed there. 2019 BMW PGA Championship at Wentworth. Um, he beat John Rahm by three shots. So, um, you know, in, in his mind, he's clearly focusing on these big events. So, missed cut last week at uh, the Valero. Not even bothered for me. He just went out and swung the club yeah. for a couple of days and got himself ready for, for this week. So, yeah, so yeah Willet's in. Um, and the other one, CT Pan, 250-1. to one. And he's one of the guys I mentioned a second ago who, um, who had placed in November... Um, he had to wait what, nearly two years from qualifying to, to actually playing in the Masters for his debut because he won the Heritage not uh, you know pretty much straight after the uh, the Masters back in 2019 and then um, with a the delayed uh, event last year it took him a long time to actually get to tier up but uh, is that the
1: Heritage? Is that the Heritage that Siwu didn't win because Pan did or well no it was Kodaira no, that was Satoshi Kodaira yeah yeah
2: think of Kadara. He's had a great yeah,
1: PGA I- tour career
0: since Satoshi, hasn't he? I.e., doesn't barely make a cut. Unreal. <laughs> Sorry to <laughs> interject.
1: Just yeah, the yeah. the Simu yeah. one still stings.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, he, he, he was dining out on that for a while, Kadara, I think. Um, but yeah, it was worth the wait for, for Pan, though, wasn't it? He finished 7th on his debut, best major finish. Um, and you know, for the guys who'd look through the current form and course form stats just to pick out uh, recent uh, numbers... He was third on his last start at the Honda. Um, so he's coming in off the back of a third-place finish. He's coming in, in off the back of a seventh-place finish here on his debut in November. He was fifth for greens and regulation at the Honda. He was ninth for strokes game putting at the Honda. And again, he's another one, if you listen to some of his interviews, he's really talking positively about his games. So 250-1, um, to one, he might absolutely love Augusta National. You've only you know We've seen him once around here and he yeah. finished sitting in a tie for seventh do that again at 250 to one with his extended places and uh and i'll be a happy chap
1: yeah cheers 50 to one on the place <laughs> and like the, the honda the honda's no joke of a test no, no. you that know to, to 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 do that well in G I R for the week and yep. you know that's a really nice warm-up he played really nicely there and it, it, he, he he's been held back by the putter
0: the putter has been awful for him for months and all of a sudden he's making putts at honda he was really solid in that final round, where a lot of yeah, people was, were, going, yeah. were going backwards, like um, Aaron Wise and Pan. Just ground it out. Yeah, yeah Pan's good. Do you want to yeah, see
2: the, some, the, some nice stuff?
0: Top ten of the predictor model I've just literally pulled together. That's absolutely amping on wind and firm golf conditions. Yeah, mm. um, I've I've amped up recent major championships, current for, uh, form. In here's the top ten. Reads differently. Ten Connors. Nine Ryan Palmer, so he's in both models. Eight Sung Im, wasn't in the original model. Seven JT that's upper spot. Six Webb Simpson who wasn't in the original at all. Five Sergio Garcia, four Bryson DeChambeau, three John Rahm you're gonna love this Barry. Two Paul Casey, one Dustin Johnson. My lay of the week's number one statistically. <laughs> yeah, but you know, stats are stats are stats, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. yeah, but yeah. The, well,
2: this is, this is this is the whole. Paul, Paul
0: Casey has jumped from position five to position two statistically, yeah. based upon the different variables I put in. Yeah.
2: And this is this is the whole point: is depending what you think is the most important factor here can you know, materially change how how this this could pan out. And uh, you can make a case; you can make a plausible case for so many players.
0: Wouldn't it be fantastic if you could have a strokes-gained mental variable? The one thing that's always missing.
1: Mm -hmm. The Um, hardest one of all. The hardest one of all.
0: What goes on between the ears when the uh, real pressure's on. Right. At the top, we've given out a good range price. I've Uh, I've, I've, I've
1: one that's just kind of in the... Just underneath the, the, the long odds, but above the, the juicy mid odds. I've gone oh, for, um, for the Riviera angle. Max Homa. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, right. Okay.
1: Won at Riviera. Yes. Playing playing well. Got his first Masters under his belt in November. Uh, right. So, yeah, he missed the cup, but there was plenty of good stuff in there to, to show that he can play the course. And maybe he just needed that. You get that first one out of the way um you know since his win 22nd 10th miscut and then 18th two weeks ago so the the form is still still holding true and says Augusta is one of his favorite places in the world so you know with the what's like pick him up at? It was 80 to one I think but the I was just I was, I was hunting the extended places just to get the, the value on it there so yeah, the Riviera angle was my focus there. And just looking back at that leaderboard, it kind of uh, works quite nicely for one of our upper, our pretty much well. What's my headline pick, which is John Ram, which I suppose you're getting to now, Stephen. I'll let you jump in and give the reasons why Ram's going to go well because you'll have way better backup than I could. John Ram. Statistically,
0: he's bulletproof, really, apart from par four birdie or better, which is what we've been harking on about. But if you actually look at Rahm's performances here, which are incredibly consistent, I mean, for a guy that's only played here four times, his finishes tell you, you know, it's like, uh, do you think John Rahm's made for Augusta National? Well, it becomes fairly obvious, doesn't it? You know, 27th on his debut year, and he was sixth after 54 holes. So that yeah, that that was a good indicator from the start. Um he's then reeled off three top nine finishes in three consecutive years. Fourth, ninth, and seventh. He'd have seen different conditions, different wins, firm, fast, everything in there. Um but his par four birdie or better performances here. He's he was fifth in the on the par fours in 18, fourth in twenty nineteen, and tenth in twenty twenty. So he can play the par fours here and people uh, par five golf course. Actually, for me. It's it's being able to play the par fours well and not make too many bogeys that then allows you to to let rip on the par fives and actually you know get to the top of the leaderboard. So I love Rahm this week and he's he's just that kind of bubbling under. No one's really talking about him. Sort complain anything. And that, also, you remember that win at Memorial last year? Bit windy, firm. The golf course was firm, wasn't it? It was fiery. It was him and Ryan Palmer in the last round. Ram stepped up to the plate to win that. Fifteenth in bogey avoidance this season, seventeenth for birdie or better, eighteenth for going for the green, twenty-fourth distance to apex. I'm in, John Ram. I'm happy with Ram. Um I it was difficult to separate him, Spieth, and DeChambeau. I think Speeth's a fantastic bet. I cannot see Speeth not being in the top five come Sunday. Um, we'll have a quick section on first-round leader bets just after this. But I, in the end, plump for Deshambo. Um, I just think Deshambo is primed. I mean, some of these numbers are crazy. Par four, birdie or better last season, eighth. Going for the green first, distance to apex first. There's a surprise. Birdie or better third. Bogey avoidance He's in the top twenty. Great scrambling game. He's a great putter. People mentioned the books. You you mentioned it earlier. You actually look at his putting numbers here. I know that we're talking archaic statistics because for whatever reason they don't let out the strokes gain data for this. But he's actually been putting really well on the greens here from a putts per gir perspective. It's I can't we can't see the strokes going, so difficult to know. But yeah, I I, I picked. This. I suppose at the end of the day, I was on Spieth at 16s last week. Um, mm. That always has a bit of an impact, doesn't it? I'd love to be on be on in 175 to one this week. I know that.
1: Oh yeah, it's it's so it's so hard to go back to back tournament wins. <laughs> It's it, so hard. Do you want me to throw in that statistic that we got screwed on last year with the number one and
0: John and um, Dustin Johnson winning this? Do it, do it, yeah. D- did you really want me to do it? I believe go on, go on. that no one has won the week before the Masters since Phil Mickelson. Yeah. I think it was 2004.
1: So 04 oh 06, one or the other, yeah. I like that. you, you, you talk. I'll that check. That stat came by me there, uh, over the weekend. It was yesterday, I think, on Twitter or, or on the podcast. Yeah, but it's this, like, yeah,
0: you, you're not really comparing like for like. Oh, it's like, you know, 2019, it'd been oh, Corey really? Connors won the week before and didn't win the Masters. Like, oh, no, you know, no poo, yeah, like, exactly. oh, Sherlock. Really, I mean, we're talking during the and, and the
1: week and the week before, generally. Trump trumps up a guy who's trying to win the invitation to the masters so it he, was two, it's mission accomplished yeah. then you know
0: 2006 he won the bell south classic and then the masters so 2006 was the last time someone did this it was phil mickelson jordan spieth more than capable
2: yeah listen guys yeah. trends are there to be broken aren't they yeah, um, yeah. i back spieth in running he's the only player that i've got at the top of the market um, I backed him when he was, you know, clearly showing some decent form last week. Um, clearly went on to win for you, which was was great. Um, Sixteen to one, I took. What is he now? Eleven to one. So there's a lot of people who've gone down the same same route for that. But um, I, he, you know, given how he played last week, he's got to be properly pumped ahead of this week, I think. And yeah, yeah I know. I know you've got this stat, haven't you? Um, Texas winners. You know, whether that was Houston or. or uh,
0: I don't think it's relevant for Spieth. I really don't think that's relevant. I'm yeah. just throwing it in there for. Fe- I don't think it affects yeah. Spieth. The only reason the my my down point on Spieth, if he drives the ball like he drove the ball for the last 15 holes on Sunday, he can win this. If Jordan Spieth off the tee where he starts leaking a few more than he should comes, he he will contend, but ultimately I think he'll fall just slightly short because even when he won here, I mean I'm just reading the numbers. Because so I knew this was going to come up. Um, the the years that he contended here previously, seventh off, this was the, the week before, seventh off the tee, fourth off the tee, sixteenth, strokes going off the tee. He isn't in that driving form right now, but, and, Paul, and Barry said this last week, if you could segment small little, that last 15 holes at the Valera Texas Open, he was driving the ball brilliantly. If that sticks, he can win this, undoubtedly.
2: Well, we've watched, you know, over the last few weeks, as he's um, clearly improved massively with his game. Um, yep. For me, it's been that it's been the driving that's been the, the, the difference. You know, the times where you've would seen him um, absolutely wildly off off Yet, if far more than often, I'm seeing him in the middle of the fairway now. He was and, still uh, wildly
0: offline quite a lot of the fairway. yeah, yeah was, But but it's, the, it's, but, but Sunday it really tidied itself up when when yeah. the pressure was on at the most. His, his game really came to his approach yeah. play. is some of the best in the world. There's not many better than him at the moment, if no, any. No, no, no. Well,
2: what was he fourth for strokes going approach last, yeah. week, which is which was great. Right. The other thing was Spieth. Oh, sorry, yeah. quickly. The other thing with Spieth is that all three of his major wins came after a top yeah. three finish on his previous start. So, yeah. um, him coming in and going win win for me, Perfect. I don't. I, yeah, it's it's quite possible. Um, he, won, he, won,
0: Punt, he won the, the Travelers, didn't he? Before his last major win yeah. at the Open.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I took him each way at 16 to 1 because you have got a lot of players who could win this. But uh, You got but 16s yeah. to him
0: in play. Mm. When was that? Friday. Uh, yeah, but it was Friday. Great bet. Yeah. First round leader. I just want you, Paul, quickly. First round leader. Always a lovely little side play here. There's a really nice trend. How does that tie in with the weather? Who do you two, because I'm not a first round leader punter, who do you two fancy as a first round leader?
2: Yeah, well, you're right. There's, I'll be pushing out because we won't see the um, we won't see the draw until tonight, um, UK time. So um, it'll be Wednesday morning um that we'll have a preview out for that. But, uh, but yeah, historically, um, you've got these kind of sweet spots. One around about kind of nine thirty, ten o'clock in the morning, um, with some of the groups that go around there. There's been a lot of uh, first round leads that have come out of that, and then at the back end of the day, the last two or three groups of um tended to produce quite a lot of uh, first round strong first round performances as well and i guess what you often get at augusta is at the end of the day the um, the wind can die down a little bit lays down a bit and some of the some of the guys coming home over those final few holes which are scorable of course yeah. um, can really you know put together a five under back nine six under back nine and get themselves right into the uh, to the to, to the top end of the leaderboard and um, the forecast is, again, we're going to need to take another view of it first thing tomorrow morning. Um, but the uh, the forecast right now would suggest that the early starters are more likely to get the best of the conditions and the wind that does often lay down may not be laying down at the end of the day on Thursday, um, mm-hmm. which would uh, which would push people or would push me towards a first-round leader punt for an early start. But uh, I'm, I'm not going to put any eggs in any baskets until I've seen the draw, I must say. Um, And uh, we'll take it from there. But uh, I don't know, you, you had some theories on it, Barry, didn't you?
1: Yeah, it's more probably with the changing weather and the lack of tea times being available to us right now, it's, it's it might be prudence to you hang you on. You
0: don't need to say a bet, but what kind of players would interest you if the draw was right for them? I'm not saying you have to be held accountable for a bet. I mean, Jordan, Spieth, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Jordan Spieth is so damn obvious, isn't he? I, I he think, was first yeah. round leader in 2015, in 2016 and 2018.
2: Yeah. Oh, he's, yeah, he's, got a-
1: and he's, six, well, he's 16 to 1 generally across the board. It's for a no brainer. First round leader. Yeah, It's it seems that um, should be almost an auto bet. In fact, I'm going to put um, it on now. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, another player who's got a great first round uh, record here is Justin Rose. And, you know, there's, there's some, some unknowns with Justin, but um, he's he's gone and produced the uh, goods a number of times in the past from a first round perspective. Yeah. Um, the one who I often come back to for first round leader um, is Ryan Palmer.
0: Don't say Matt Every, he's not in the field (laughs) poll. He's
2: not in the field No, Ryan Palmer. I mean, And Palmer's popped up on a couple couple of your... um, What would you say? Both predictor models. The one I did yesterday,
0: calmer, softer golf course. The last one I read through, firmer, windier golf course. He's still in the top 10.
2: Yeah, statistically, and I think, you know, going back to the mental side of it and everything, you know, Ryan Palmer final nine of the Masters on Sunday. If he's in the mix, uh, I, I'm not going near him. Um, but for first round leader, if he gets a, a you know a, a decent draw from here, ninety to one, yeah, um, that could that could well be the punt. But uh, but yes, I'll keep my powder dry until I've seen that
0: draw. So we'll be releasing them golf betting system Wednesday. We'll tweet them out, won't we? But yes, yeah, absolutely. All of the Did first you- round leader stats and draw. Do
1: uh, you want a shock st- a shock statement? I think Paul Casey could be a good shout for first round leader.
2: Mm-hmm. Makes yeah. sense. The, lo- the logic's the same, Barry, isn't it? Yeah, makes at, sense. at the back end of the tournament, it's uh, it's more of a more of a struggle. But mm. um, you know, when when the pressure's off slightly and playing some good golf, and um, quite possible. So look, we, if we have to saying, say Mike
1: Casey. point mean, was the PGA last year? He was brilliant. Just Markawa well, was extra brilliant. Yeah. You know, so. There's there's something, there's something there, and look, it, it, this is Casey's probably at that sliding doors moment of his career where he's playing phenomenal golf, and it either clicks and he gets to win, or he'll just slide away and he just won't have that major win. I mean, he's not quite at the level of Westwood or Monty for you know best player to never win a major, but it'll certainly be a, a note in his Wikipedia page. Like he was phenomenal and didn't win a major if he doesn't go grab one in the next short while let's say because he is on he is playing phenomenal golf I think that wraps yes. it up
2: I think that's all yes. done very much looking forward to
1: it. I, it's, it's a great week I love it and you know the, the extended coverage that goes on like at the start of the week just and, and looking at the old films just it just makes it a great time of year and it certainly helps pass a week of lockdown so
0: they are the best Augusta National and the, the the content, the app, everything's just the best. Mm. One year we'll get across
1: there, boys. One year
2: we'll be. No there. par three contest this year, though.
1: Okay, I'll just oh, yeah. wa- I'll just watch a previous year's event. It's, it's not <laughs> the end of the world, <laughs> yeah. you know. Like
2: yeah, no, not from a betting perspective, but I think it's always a nice little hors d'oeuvre the night before to. Uh, to wet the appetite. It so. Looks
1: like such a fun part three course. Oh yeah! Really would, looks looks. Wouldn't so that be good. a cracker to playing? Yeah. All it needs. I mean, good luck with your bets, gentlemen.
2: Yeah, you too.
1: Same to uh, same to advice. you guys and all the listeners as well. Very Absolutely. good. Absolutely. With all your bets this week and fantasy and DraftKings and. Good luck!
0: Can one final statement? What percentage ownership, Jordan Spieth,
1: DraftKings? <laughs> He has to be over 40. Yeah,
2: 35, but yeah, it's going to be, going to be chalk, as the uh, as the saying goes.
0: But good chalk, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> good chalk. Well, who can you pivot off, Jordan Speed? Right. Thanks for listening. Uh, good luck for your bets. We will be back next week. This is a regular show for you newbies that have never come across us. We'll be back for the RBC Heritage and the Austrian Street Open. Open yeah. Am I right? That's yeah, the, I'm right. Yeah, Austrian Next Open. week. Good luck with your bets and leave us a five star review. That would be absolutely fantastic. Thank you. Goodbye. If you
2: like betting on golf,
0: but everyone at you back misses the cut, get some experts involved.
1: With all the stats and the tips and so much more Cause it's the golf betting system The golf
0: betting system It's the golf betting system